0: All right, welcome back to J. Tom Rink here on the campus of Merrimack College. The score at the end of the first period of play, second-ranked UMass leads Merrimack one to nothing. This is Mike Macknick alongside John Leahy. Tonight's first intermission is brought to you, as always, by Fuddruckers. They're an official partner of Merrimack Athletics. Make sure you stop in at Fuddruckers before a burger or delicious salad before or after the next Warrior game. They're located just down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street, and they also have locations in Redding and Salem, New Hampshire. Joe Bertani joins us, the commissioner of Hockey East here. Good first play period here, you know, UMass gets the power play opportunity, cashes in, moves the puck very, very well, Cale McCarr, no surprise, scores the goal.
1: Yeah, I know, he likes to move up to the play, doesn't he? You can't take your eyes off him. Uh, it's an interesting matchup because it, I think UMass plays on one of the bigger ice surfaces in the league, and then they probably have to adjust their game a little bit, but they've had a great season, it's kind of a historic season for them.
0: Um, it, talking about historic season, the Merrimack women are going to play in the playoffs tomorrow night. The uh, their first game, they'll be at UMass. They finished fifth in the regular season. They're at number four. Providence is the first round, the quarterfinals of the Hockey East Women's Tournament. But uh, something interesting, also, you're just telling us off the air uh, involving the Merrimack players as well. What, what can you tell us?
1: So, you know, a few years ago, I realized we look at the trophies we've out in the league. We we didn't have a, a what we call a perpetual regular season trophy that has the history on it. So, you know, Boston College would win three years in a row. They get three Revere bowls on a base. You know, so we we threw out. A a, a challenge to the uh, athletes in the league, to, to the coaches. If you got anybody that would like to design, try to design a trophy, a permanent trophy. And uh, uh, Jess Bonfield from, I think it's Woodbury, Minnesota, from Minnesota. She, uh, you know, whatever her major is, she raised her hand and said she'd like to do it. And she got some help from a, a teammate, Madison, I believe it's Madison Mori and uh, last spring I came down here and I was actually nervous when I got here I'm thinking I don't like any of the designs we're kind of committed to doing this and they had three designs and the one that I liked the best was also the one that they liked the best and we put it into uh, production over the last year and it was a little tricky because the the artistic design had some very small points and things resting on a a sphere. I wasn't sure how structurally we could do it but we use a company in Rhode Island, World Trophies, and on Monday here at Merrimack, uh, I'm making the Blue Line uh, Room, we're going to unveil the trophy. Uh, Northeastern's been waiting for a presentation, but we wanted to wait until we had the unveiling. And it's, uh, I'm really happy with uh, these students. They, they, they get academic credit, they did a great job, they tell the story of what was behind it. It's not a traditional looking hockey trophy, but I think that people are going to like it. It's going to give us something unique that will last um, long into the future.
0: So, this will be for the regular season champion. So, n- Northeastern, this year's regular season women's champion, they'll be the first team to get it.
1: And I'll probably get on to one of their practices. Uh, let's see. if We unveil here Monday. I could go Monday afternoon or Tuesday, but that is the week that leads into our championships. Kind of Providence.
0: Very nice. Uh, so as we mentioned, the women's tournament actually does get in the way this weekend for the men. It will be another couple of weeks, but uh, women's tournament again shapes up to be a very exciting one. Uh, Northeastern running away with the league to a certain extent, but you've also got uh, you know Providence had a terrific year, BU had a good year as well. It's going to be interesting, I think, to see how that plays out as well as the, the field for the NCAA
1: tournament. Well, you got Boston College, who was probably a strong favorite. They didn't quite live up to the to the clippings. They get three Olympic defensemen and the reigning uh Kassmeyer Award winner. Um, they've played Northeastern four times and then split. Uh, so should they meet in the playoffs, it'll be the rubber game. I think the Providence Merrimack series—you know—if any series is going to go three games, I, that might be the one to watch because they were so uh, really battled down the stretch for that fourth spot, and then uh, Providence finally pulled away a little bit. So it's exciting. I still look forward to this time of the year with all the playoff games and all the—you know—it's funny the women's league for all the potential ties. Ten teams finished one through ten with no ties. I don't think that's going to happen on the men's side.
0: Uh, speaking of which of course UMass talking about historic UMass has uh, it's been a historic season for them Uh, they have a chance to win the regular season outright tonight or at least tie if they were to tie this game Put into words, I guess you know what you've seen, here, what this team has been able to do, what Craig Carvel's been able to do as well, and you know having a player of the caliber of Kale McCarr as well. He's been terrific to watch.
1: Well, they, they do have quite a mix. I think that even though Murray plays most of the games in goal, the backup goalie was on the Finnish national team and junior team, uh, so they get some depth in goal. McCarr is almost a I don't know if it's an overstatement to say a generational type player, but I think he's a very special player. If not for his strength, we will be talking about number five. Uh, four hours pretty good skater, pretty good defenseman, and then uh, you get the story of John Leonard who's from Amherst, Mass. Uh, we've got a transfer uh, from St. Lawrence. You know, they, they've got a lot of interesting pieces. And some freshmen who have made an impact in the first year. So uh, I, I think it's, I, I hate to say it this way, but as a commissioner of the league, you like to see it, the success spread around a little bit. I like to see somebody sell tickets. And I think if the UMass people could get to the Garden, they haven't been there in 16 years. very uh, well-remembered free-overtime game with uh, Jimmy Howard in goal for Maine. And uh, that was the closest UMass has come. Um, I think it's for the flagship you know, schools in Massachusetts. I'm mean, a local guy myself. I think it's, it's good for hockey. Nate Lehman pointed out that we could have four teams in the national tournament without a BC or a BU. It's never happened before. We looked it up. We've never had three in the national tournament without one being BC or BU. So if it happened today, I think you'd have four schools without those Boston schools. And that's another, I think, another good thing. Mike started in this job. of the championships have been won by BCBU, New Hampshire, and Maine. And now you look at what's happened over the last decade with Providence, with Lowell, with Northeastern, and now UMass. I think it's... it's it's, it does speak to the depth that we have. Yeah, I was going to say you could also have a scenario where BC and BU could open on the road in the hockey's playoffs coming up in a couple of weeks, and I can't remember the last time that happened. No, and I think it's good because you know they they were so spoiled for so many years hosting games, quarterfinal series, finishing high, maybe having a non-challenging like one against eight, two against seven, but if they were a road team, they would come into a building where there would be a lot of interest to see somebody try to knock them off, and uh, in the back of my mind, I was hoping there'd be some sort of BC versus BU that could happen in the first round, but I don't see that happening. But one thing I do think that could happen, BC has a very tough finish uh, in their schedule. They could drop all the way to eight, and it'll be interesting to see defending the regular season champion go to the potentially new regular season champion at, at BC at UMass, which to be an interesting match. Uh,
0: before we let you go, I want to ask you quickly just about a few things, just catching up on a few things. First of all, uh, Frozen Fenway, where does that stand? Could it happen next year or, or potentially in the future?
1: Yeah, so we actually had it scheduled for next year, and the Red Sox are, are building a um, some sort of uh, concert theater in the back of center field, and they've canceled all events out of season, so no football, no hurling, no really. So Sam Kennedy would like to do it the year after January of 21. It's not that easy to move games. You have to get a lot of buy-in, and we did it. And then to pull the rug out, it's a little awkward. We're going to have Narmack is going to be playing ball. So there's still a chance we could we could move a league game. I usually keep the first couple of weekends of January open uh, for that very reason. We it a special event in there.
0: Uh, Bellpot as well, been very, very successful over the
1: over in Northern Ireland. What's the future for that? So we've got the teams through next fall. UNH and uh, Northeast is making its second uh, trip. We're trying to get the teams for the year after. We also have an opportunity, uh, keep my fingers crossed, that Olympiac and Merrimack women uh, might be the second uh, group of female teams to play uh, in January. So we would be part of the Thanksgiving tournament this year, Northeastern and Clarkson, both the schools defending tournament champions of their respective leagues. We're to play two great games. Games. And right now, Trippiak and, and uh, Merrimack are going to play each other on that first weekend of January, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed with it and I say we, Steve Hagel from ECAC and myself, and we're just waiting to get an answer back, and it would be nice to see the Merrimack team go over there. All
0: right, thanks a lot, Joe. Always great to see you. We appreciate it. Uh, tournament's coming up. I know it'll be great again. Uh, best of luck with that. We'll talk to you again soon.
1: Yeah, and thank you. Uh, as we get near the end of the season, I want to thank you guys for what you do and how you do it. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks. It's always great. We're
0: always great to have you. We appreciate everything you do as well. Thanks again, Joe. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. All right, Joe Brittani, our guest here, Hockey Commissioner. The score at the end of one, UMass one, Merrimack nothing. We're back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.